Glenn. It's me, Mike. I feel stupid talking to you like this, but the following podcast contains spoilers for Starfish. You have been warned. Also, what's up, everybody? It is <laughs> KFR News Radio, and this is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with you know who, Mike. Glenn. I'm sorry we have to talk like this, but it's okay. The whole goddamn review, because that's how they talk the entire goddamn movie. We're gonna talk like this to each other. Yeah. For for the movie Starfish. Oh my God! You can hear me. Wait, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? It is going, my man. It was ungodly hot today. I'm sweating my my took us off, but here we are. We're doing the podcast. We're doing it live. You know, anyone that loves summer, which is the vast majority of people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of you. Yeah, you're wrong. You're wrong. Only spring, fall, and winter are the acceptable seasons to love. Anything else, which only leaves summer, mm-hmm. is incorrect, and I hate you. And honestly, uh, I'd spit in it if my spit wouldn't dissolve immediately and upon if hitting I could, the ground. If I could, I would send my swamp ass to you. <laughs> Just literally package it, ship it to you, ship tape, it to you, tape it up mid for you to deal with that shit because mm-hmm. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, moving that's on. my TED talk. <laughs> What have you seen this week, Glenn? Uh, I have watched two movies just today. Uh, the rest of the week, I kind of just laid back and, you know, didn't do anything. I got you. I uh, got the you. The first one being, and don't judge me, the Rugrats movie. Oh! I was babysitting my nephew today, and I was like, you know what, kid? You're going to watch You're gonna watch a classic. Does it hold up? It actually does. Because I remember it being pretty Spike good. Spike is the real hero of the movie. Yeah, I remember it being pretty good, and even my dad, when we saw it, granted... He could have just been saying it to me because I was a kid, but I remember him being like, yeah, that was really good, actually. There's way more names in there that I recognize than, like, I had obviously back then. Like, looking back now, I'm like, holy shit, that's that's David Spade. That's Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, yeah? Busta Rhymes? What the hell? Busta Rhymes? (laughs) Tim Curry? Hello? Like, (laughs) it's actually, it still still holds up for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, And then when he was down for a, a nap or maybe I knocked him out, who knows? Um, <laughs> I watched a uh, a film called uh, what was it? A week with Marilyn, or my my week with Marilyn. I'm sorry. That's with uh, Michelle Williams and mm-hmm. Eddie Redmayne. With uh, yep, and Kenneth Branagh. And Kenneth Emma Watson's Branagh. in there. She's a little distraction for a hot minute. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was actually really good. I was super interested. I never cared for Marilyn Monroe. I always yeah, like, like I'm I'm indifferent she, to her. Was just overrated my whole life, and I never really cared to look into it. But She's, watching this movie, you kind of like you feel for like everything she does. Oh yeah, she she had a horrible life. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I I don't want to say horrible life, but she was like greatly abused by multiple people. Yeah, uh, you know, it and just like, had it, a, it just made me like you know I don't want anybody behind me that's not gonna tell me the truth. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's definitely. pretty fucked up. They're all hyping her up. They're like, oh no, you're perfect in every way. Like, nah, tell me I'm ugly at least. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, tell me yeah. my feet smell. I t- tell me something. That, nah, she, just, a... she just always had people behind her who were, like, just always giving her, like, you're perfect in every way. Yeah, that that kind of hurts more than it helps. Yeah. Unless you're the person you're talking to was a sociopath, mm-hmm. um, in which case it hurts other people, but. For sure. 
Yeah, that, I, that's something I've been wanting to check out. But I'm kind of like you. I, I I respect her work, but like the golden age of film, mm-hmm. as they say, like those the kinds of movies she was in were not really the kinds of movies, classic movies that I like. So yeah. I never really went out of my way to watch her stuff. Hey, same. Um, but yeah, so other than Starfish, that's it. Other than Starfish, those are the only two movies I have seen. I had a pretty light week. Oh wow! Um, I only Still watched better than me. I guarantee you that. Oh well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> That's uh, come on. <laughs> come on now. Uh, I watched four, including Starfish. Oh wow! So only one more than you. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one is All Nighter with Emile Hirsch and J.K. Simmons. I really want to watch more Emile Hirsch movies. Yeah, I, I learned things about him that kind of made me wary about him but you know yeah people have their demons i i feel like i'm the type of person to separate talent from like i don't know what he did but he well he uh in during the 2015 sundance film festival he strangled someone to the point where they uh passed out so (laughs) i mean a lot of that probably had to do with his alcoholism that does not so yeah he's kind of a piece of crap yeah that is not me condoning what he did but but i really do enjoy his talent yeah sadly um but i'm, I'm anyway, kind of the same boat the with movie. you as long as they <laughs> yeah uh it's it's a fine movie it's uh moral it's it's just a, i don't know if you know the plot but this no. this guy comes to his daughter's ex-boyfriend's house because he thinks they're still dating mm-hmm. uh to uh find out where she is and they had broken up so he doesn't know where they are or where she is, and neither is the dad, so they kind of like join together to uh, find her, and they kind of build an unlikely friendship. So it's it's a fine movie. Okay. Um, nothing amazing, though. Um, then I saw Resistance, which is a World War II movie. Uh, tells a the true story, um, you know, probably slightly exaggerated, but true story of the famous clown-slash-mime Marcel Marceau, uh, who was part of the French resistance and actually saved like hundreds of Jewish kids' lives by oh, wow. uh, sneaking them into Switzerland. Um, so it's, uh, Jesse Eisenberg plays Marcel Mousseau. It is by far his best performance. Um, oh, really? Yeah, he's he's really good in it, and oh, wow. it's 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 a pretty good movie. You know, I, I especially having come out this year, it's probably one of the better movies that have come out this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like gonna blow anyone away, but yeah, slim pickings for. Uh, for 2020. For 2020, yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then, well, that's interesting. Other than Starfish, I watched The Standoff at Sparrow Creek, uh, which is about this militia who... Apparently, militias are a thing. I did not know this, but, like, they're... They, uh, granted, this is a movie, so it, they could be made up, but it sounds like something that would happen in America where yeah. there's just a whole bunch of groups of people that have armed themselves like armies for the eventual day that they have to... Uh, fight the police. <laughs> um, I actually, especially America, believe that. <laughs> oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, which is why you know I, I said it without even questioning it. Yeah. But it's uh, so essentially the shooting happens where a uh, cop's funeral is shot up, and this one militia finds out one of their automatic rifles. Or semi-automatic with a conversion to make it automatic. I don't know. I don't know guns that much. Yeah. Um, but is one of the guns is missing, so they know it's someone within the militia that did it, and they're all just trying to figure out who did it. Um, this movie was actually really, really, really good until the end, 
And then... Don't you hate that? Yeah. There, just one thing happened in the end. Like, the rest of it was fine. The yeah. rest of the ending was fine, but one thing happened in the end where you're just like, okay, that's that feels like a movie. The rest of it felt relatively realistic. Yeah. And then the one thing was just like, that's that's a bit too much. Um, I don't want to spoil it in case you do watch it, but it it is still worth checking out. But it, the the ending significantly knocked it down. Okay. Uh, in my mind. Um, but that does it for the movies I watched. Let's jump into some news. Unfortunately, we only have bad news this week. Yeah. Classic KFR news radio. <laughs> Classic KFR news radio. Uh, to my knowledge, unless Glenn is going to throw one at me, no one has died. So there's that. I actually have not heard anything about death. So. And, Hell yeah. and, um, <laughs> but uh, Tenet, the Christopher Nolan film, has been delayed indefinitely, which probably means until next summer since he loves summer releases. Yeah. Uh, I hope he makes an exception if we ever get out of this hellhole that is coronavirus. Yeah, which sucks because um, that was for sure like my most looking forward to movie. It was the only reason I'm still alive, Glenn. Honestly? <laughs> hold on a little um, bit longer, buddy. But yeah, that has been uh, delayed indefinitely, which means... I don't know if they've announced it, but Mulan will probably be delayed indefinitely. I believe yeah. you said that Regal there's, is not opening. There's for sure a lot being pushed back. I just got an email the other day saying we're uh, the 31st is when we were going to officially open again is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And they didn't give me a date yet to when we're drying again. But it's probably, probably smart that they're not giving a date too. because yeah. <laughs> just, just relax. Hold on, I guess, a little bit longer until America's being smarter than it is now. Yeah. I really so, wish that they would just do it in the states that are doing fine. Like Pennsylvania, yeah, is fine. Like things are still open. They're like making capacity exceptions, of course. But that that's smart. That's what they should do anyway. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I've had friends whose businesses have had to close down because of this, and it's just very frustrating with all of it being preventable if people just fucking listened. Mm-hmm. And it's really obnoxious. And it's super obnoxious going on Facebook. I can't stand Facebook anymore. And just going on Facebook and just seeing people be like, "Corona's not real." I'm like, oh. you gotta just get rid of those people in your life, man. I just don't get on the app anymore. <laughs> I just wanted to post a picture of my nephew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've I, I have no patience for those kinds of people that refuse to listen to science. So, yeah. So, uh, so here we are. Here we are. Moving on. Moving on unwillingly unwillingly do you have any more news to talk uh, about or that, that's just... all the news i got yeah before somebody dies at least before somebody should... dies so that's a real down so we better get going before someone does yeah, die yeah so that brings us to a review of starfish my name is aubrey parker and i think i might be the last person left hello anybody You know what used to be my dream? It was for everyone to just disappear. Who are you talking to? Aubrey, pick up. Oh my god. You have to be careful. Oh my god, can you hear me? You played the signal. It opens doorways. Patterns repeat. A very signal song. You'll figure it out. I hope. You get one chance. Try it your way. 
A unique, intimate portrayal of a girl grieving for the loss of her best friend, which just so happens to take place on the day the world ends. Fucking nailed it, Glenn. In yeah. your face. That Listen, was perfect. I don't I don't like to think of myself as a jealous person. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest right now, <laughs> feeling the heat a little bit. <laughs> Written and directed by A.T. White. Starring Virginia Gardner. Honestly, I shouldn't name anyone else because it's pretty much her show the whole time. Yeah. But there's it's also a, it's Christina. A really small cast. Here. Yeah, Christina Masterson, Eric B. Croft, and Natalie Mitchell. Uh, don't know if that's in like order of significance or just popularity, but literally no one other than Virginia Gardner and maybe Christina Masterson who plays Grace. Yeah, those are really the only two people other than the. Uh... The one guy who kind of shows up without a face the whole time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And he doesn't have a face, so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this movie was interesting, to say the least. It's um, definitely one we're going to have to talk about and probably eventually talk about again. Yeah. I, I didn't get to watch it a second time. I know you did. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was watching it while working, so it was like mm -hmm. half watching, but um, I can tell you that... I liked it less the fir the second time I watched it. Oh, really? Um, I thought it was going to be one of those movies that you see more, like when you yeah. watch it a second time, and I just didn't get it. Like I okay. saw everything that I saw the first time, and it just yeah. I I read a review uh, about this. I wish I remembered who put it, but it was a uh, it was a positive review. So this person liked the movie, mm -hmm. but he even uh, admitted that it felt like a movie that the director made for the director and no one else. Um, yeah, I could I could for sure see which that. Which is not a problem. I mean especially in the third act. Yeah, especially the third act. So I, I like I have no problem with that at all. Um I think it's, you know, every film is a director's child in a way. Yeah. And 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 deserving of only their love really, but you also, in my opinion, have to kind of give the audience what they want you have to look at it through an audience's eyes and i mm -hmm. do not think that at white did that for this one yeah again no judgment um it's it's understandable yeah it's understandable um, yeah i this definitely like midway through i texted you last night i was like oh, i'm glad i watched this today so i can think about it tomorrow yeah um it's definitely felt like in the first act, I was half-assed paying attention because it was like two in the morning when I started this movie up. Oof, oof. Yeah, and then and then like this, the like thirty to forty minutes in, I was like, this movie's actually really deep, and I need to put my phone down. <laughs> and then I actually like legit started watching it, and it it it's deep, man, and it makes you feel like you have to watch it another time to really appreciate everything that's going on in it. Mm -hmm. um, even if you're not looking for the other details, like. Uh, I need to watch it a second time just because I was dumb and should have paid attention those first 40 minutes. But I, I gathered everything on the rest of the way. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I, I definitely felt like I was like, oh, man, there's so much there that is a lot. Like, uh, you put you through a lot of emotions and put you through the character's emotions and what she did um, in her personal life and then what's going on in this air quotes apocalypse thing. Um yeah, I Is felt. It? Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I, I I was just gonna say I felt like it got bogged down too much in what the world was like. 
it really didn't pick whether or not it wanted to follow her or follow the world that was creating. I um, really wanted it to, fo- like in in actuality, I think they're both the same thing, obviously. Yeah. Um, I wish it would have stuck with her personal life more because I was obviously more interested in that. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, and... But they kept switching like this back and forth between like she her personal struggle struggles and what she did in her past and obviously the death of her friend, and uh, and then it switched back to uh, to the apocalypse where it's freezing cold out, snowing its ass off, and there's this dude talking to her on a walkie-talkie, and there's this guy, there's not a guy, but there's this like freaking creature with only a mouth for a face mm-hmm. and running around. It's kind of like during those parts when it went to the apocalypse, I lost a little bit of interest but that was personally me no i Um, agree like i i personally think it would have been better if there were no monsters and it mm -hmm. was just her being alone in the world yeah like the sci-fi element of it um with the monsters and the the portals and and the alternate universes and shit yeah I, i felt like it it really became convoluted in a way that only hurt the film cause mm-hmm. I was I was loving the movie um before the apocalypse happened like oh dude that first 30 minutes like I was I was I was paying attention I just yeah. was on my phone at the same time yeah where, where it's just it like was, it's it's following her around as she's coping with her friend's yeah. death and then I've never used this term for like a film before it was so vibrant Oh, yeah. Like, just the colors and the cinematography for that yeah. first 30 to 40 minutes were killer. At the funeral where everyone's wearing black and she's wearing a bright yellow sweater, mm-hmm. like, the colors in that were just, like, bright yellow sweater. I'm pretty sure she has red lipstick. She has a red straw. Like, yeah. vibrant is the perfect word to say for it um, or to use for it. And it's just just the, the character study of how she's dealing with, with it was really interesting. Yeah. And then they... This is gonna sound really weird, but I wish like I wish there was less of a plot. Like yeah. <laughs> I wish like, it was more just a character study than like trying to create this world. I understood the world they made mm-hmm. because it was fully developed around her personally. Yeah. Instead of like, oh, it's just there's gonna be an asteroid that hits. And no, it was like this this universe, this last day created around her and her struggles and what she's trying to do mm-hmm. um in her self conflict. And I thought it was cool, but it was just, it was distracting because you were so invested in the real life stuff in a way. Mm -hmm. It was distracting to the point where you stopped caring about her real life, not because you cared more about what the plot was, but Mm -hmm. like why the plot was, Yeah, (laughs) like why it was happening. You kept, it made you overthink and I feel like it was really detrimental to the story because it's like at its core, uh, you know, it's, it's a woman grieving the loss of a friend while also kind of coping with the fact that she is the reason that uh, a breakup happened um, between her and a loved one. And it's just, it's, it's a beautiful story, but adding the monsters to it and adding this, this uh, for lack of a better word, violence to it, it it just felt cheap. And, and then they broke the fourth wall where she's like, time traveling or or dimension traveling and she stumbles upon the dimension where they're making this film is like what what are yeah, you that, what are you that doing part i didn't care for at all 
Yeah, I didn't care. I didn't care for that or the animated sequence. Yeah, um, I actually liked the animated sequence. The animated sequence was beautiful, but uh, again, distracting. It, it made a um, lot of sense to be a music video or like an end credits thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was it was gorgeous, and the the whole the whole thing was awesome. The animation, but yeah, I mean, I was like, oh, this is killer. Why is it doing this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, there's no rhyme or reason. Like it, it was it was beautiful, uh, and and um. Like well like, done, but like it, why? Like it, it doesn't ex- like um when to kind of go back to one of the last movies we reviewed, Mune. When mm-hmm. it switched animation styles, there was a rhyme and reason. Yeah. So why wasn't there a rhyme and reason to there being an animated style in a live action movie? I'm not against the mixing of formats, but like have a reason for it. I'm sure. I'm sure he would have a reason. I don't. It, it's not clear, and that's the yeah, problem. It's, yeah, like, that's the problem. It, like, I, like if if I sat down with him and he told me why he did the animated version, and if if, if it was mm-hmm. anything other than we ran out of budget, so I just paid someone to animate the sequence, yeah. I would be like, okay, that you know that makes sense. I actually well, enjoy it. What now, was but, funny about that was the, the animated sequence was I was like, I'm getting like kind of Scott Pilgrim vibes from this movie. Yeah, and then yeah. It, that kicked in. I'm like. This is fucking movie reading my mind right now. What the yeah, hell? but like it, it makes sense for Scott Pilgrim because Scott yeah. Pilgrim takes place in a comic book world. Mm-hmm. This one is not. This isn't even an anime, like an anime yeah. world. This it one is, just had indie rock uh, songs in it, which that's that's a kind of a different topic. We'll talk about in a minute. Uh, I kind of want to talk about it now, but if you got oh, something yeah. else, I'll, I'll finish what I'm saying. It, yeah, like it had indie rock, and so like it it had that Scott Pilgrim vibe from just the indie rock in mm-hmm. that movie. So like when it went into that animated transition i was like oh yeah that's okay that's cool if that's like an homage to scott pilgrim and he loved that movie or something yeah uh, but in the movie it didn't make sense um and then obviously now we can talk about the indie rock parts when they were playing the cassette state like cassette tapes uh at the end of the film when she gathered all these cassette tapes uh that her friend made it opened like this portal for all these like uh monsters i guess right yeah Is that Al- what I got aliens monsters whatever they are yeah, and like most of the tracks were like weird indie rock, but like why would why why would why would those open a portal to monsters when they're yeah. all combined together? Uh, f- first of all, this is just my personal preference. I did not like probably ninety percent of the songs that were were not part of the I, score. Yeah, I think I um, read that he did the score and stuff like that. Yeah, it, the score is yeah. really good, but like the indie rock that they picked uh, yeah. was. There was like one where he's like singing about the house in the lake or something like that. Yeah, but the I, rest I, of them I didn't really care that, for. That and I think there's a Sugar uh, Rose song at the end. Or um, was it? Or was it? Was it the animated uh, song? I don't remember. I don't. Whatever. But, but I I just didn't like any of the indie music. I felt mm-hmm. like it it broke the tone. Yeah. Um. Which again, it's his movie, so he can do whatever he wants. I'm not saying he yeah. should have done it differently. Hundred percent. Uh. But it I I do feel like it was more distracting. And then the thing that I didn't get. Like you said, the like why did the indie rock create the portal? But also, mm-hmm. they specifically say that the noise simultaneously, the noise that they keep showing to the monsters simultaneously opened the portal, but also they're afraid of it. So why would they go through the portal if they're afraid of that noise? Like, 
maybe I misunderstood what they were saying, but I remember someone saying like, oh, this sound keeps them away. It's I also what opened the portal. But like, that doesn't yeah, make that's, sense. That's one of the things like I'd have to go back and watch a second time to yeah to get some clarification on. Like um, I'm sure her opening the portal with those songs probably has something to do with herself. Maybe those songs were playing the night she like cheated or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, with the, with that one guy at the beach, maybe I. Uh, Again, I don't have the context clues there. Maybe they yeah. literally had nothing to do with anything. Um, I don't know. But they, they were kind of a distraction, too. It was like completely took you out of the tone of the movie. Yeah. Um, and I kind of want to push over to why people are giving this movie such a bad rap. Mm-hmm. If uh, if you don't have anything else, uh, no, yeah, I mean, uh, just to kind of set that up, it on it has a seventy four Metacritic score, yeah, which is good, uh, but then a five point three IMDb score, yeah. Uh, so go, it's obviously torn between. If you go to any of like the just random viewer and not critic uh, reviews, mm-hmm. people people fucking don't like this movie. Um, yeah, they're like, oh yeah, she's really pretty, but. This movie's ass. <laughs> also, why would that be yeah. needed? Like, yeah, of course she's like, pretty. I've, I've but seen like, a good amount where they're like, yeah, she's really pretty, but this movie didn't make sense and I didn't care for it. And it's not really horror. What I well, don't get is like, you can see that she's pretty just by looking at the yeah. poster and anything. So why even bring that up? In the mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of so, creepy to me when people say that. But So I think when people come to this movie, they're seeing drama, sci-fi, thriller, horror, whatever genre mm-hmm. they see. And they're like, oh, this looks cool. Oh, it's about a unique and intimate portrayal of a girl grieving for the loss of her best friend, which just happens to take place on the day of the world. What the fuck? Why did I get it right that time? <laughs> anyway, so they're like, oh, that's a pretty crazy plot. Um, maybe uh, this will be sh- awesome. And then they get into the movie and it's like this deep, like characteristic, like movie, like and like uh emotional and shit like that and they're like i don't want this shit i want to see monsters ripping off titties or some shit like that what the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> the sad thing is i have been to a horror convention yeah and that is 100 percent why people say they like horror and like i was even part of like a, a director's panel and an actor's panel mm-hmm. and i was the only one me and colin were the only ones that talked about like the story and the emotion of it everyone else was like oh yeah just like getting naked and having blood thrown on me it's yeah like, it's it's so like it's i can pathetic, see honestly from like a pers- like a perspective like oh i wanted to watch a horror movie i didn't want to watch this deep human emotional ride yeah but like save that for like, later with like side monster plot mm-hmm. that have more to do with her actual human characteristics than actual apocalypse shit happening. Yeah. Um, like I could see why a lot of people are giving it shit. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, uh, what you're reviewing is not what the movie actually is. Yeah. Yeah. And that like, that kind of hurts. If, if for me, if I go to see a movie, I'm really good at adjusting my expectations as a movie goes on. Mm-hmm. So if I go in with one thought, if it's not that in like the first 10, 15 minutes, I switch it immediately to what. Yeah. But I, I understand a lot of people aren't doing that. When I wasn't good at that, what I would do is turn it off, be like, I will visit this another time when I'm ready for that kind of movie. Yeah. Or, or and, like, like for me, what I would put is like, I just know this movie wasn't made for me yeah <laughs> so that, that too. i mean i like, didn't like it i i don't i don't i wouldn't give it shit for what it's offering yeah and I, like i, I like, only yeah. i only review poorly movies that like 
technically are bad, like mm-hmm. Spring Breakers. I don't. I still don't understand why anyone likes that. Yeah. Uh, the the and remake. And I think we of, even admitted like those movies just weren't for us. Yeah, like they're not for us. I, I still don't understand it. But like this is fairly middle of the road. I don't agree with the critics giving it as high as they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also don't agree with the people shitting all over it. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm very in the middle about it's it. Like very, I, it's very tough. It is very tough. I uh, love like, the, the first thirty minutes. Like if it is like a like deep thing for At White, then like sick. Like if this is his baby, that's his baby. This mm-hmm. it was really good. There's just I wish there was some stuff like we could like talk about with him maybe. Yeah. That I'm not asking like for your conference, At White. I'm just like. Out. I mean, if we can get yeah, your conference, I'm mean, sure. Like. <laughs> I'm not really good at hosting. Yeah, but, but I I think, and like for like some clarification on some stuff, that would yeah. be cool. But my uh, my problem with it is that, um, if you're trying to make a big movie, it'd be one thing if he made a a, a film that wasn't as big as this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that it's a huge film, but it's obviously bigger than anything that like most independent filmmakers make because it's. Got two thousand one hundred forty-two reviews on IMDb and has like a bunch of critic scores, one hundred fifty-six critic sco- uh, critic scores, sixty-nine user r- reviews. Nice mm. on uh, Metacritic. <laughs> nice. Um, so like, it's a relatively big movie for how small it is. Yeah, and you, I, I, I understand the the need to express yourself artistically. Hell, that's like my entire life. But yeah, I feel like it is also the job of the director to make sure it is clear. Otherwise you're only doing yourself a disservice. And that is my biggest takeaway from this is that it is not clear enough what is going on. Yeah. Um, to the point where I even know where to start the discussion, like other, other than complaining, which I I don't like doing about movies. Um, but I mean, overall I I really did enjoy this movie. I said human characteristics like a hundred fucking times (laughs) in this podcast, but uh, I mean, the human connection, I really, like, felt that. And the, the, the fucking turtle, dude. That the turtle, turtle was the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Turtle was the best part. Tur- turtle Benil, was the best part. I think his name was. I felt bad for the jellyfish at the end when they were dead, yeah. but the turtle was the best part. Um, but yeah, I got, I got nothing else to say about yeah, this. It was, it was great acting, great cinematography, killer colors and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, vibrant, and I think, this, is the word used. Vibrant was the word that I... I'm, I'm so pat on the back, Glenn. <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, I really liked it. There was just like some points that I was just like taken out of it. But yeah. I mean, overall, I, I think I enjoyed it. Wake up! Everything that's happening isn't real. Do you want it to be real? I know the saddest thing about everybody being gone, the lost stories. People are gonna die anyways, but their stories don't have to. With that all being said, let's jump into the judgment. Uh, this is my movie, which I'm kind mm-hmm. of regretting having. Which to I'm end. glad you're going first. So, I really wanted to love this movie. I wanted all of the bad reviews to be wrong and be one of those movies that is like legitimately great that a lot of people just don't understand mm-hmm. uh and there are people out there who love movies that they don't understand i'm not one of them if you're one of them kudos to you um 
but I, I need to be able to understand what the hell is going on and why things are being done. Yeah. Uh, that says more about me than it does this movie. Um, but because of that and because the plot kind the, the plot itself ruined a great first act and and it really disappointed me because I was on board until the monsters came honestly yeah uh, and then the monsters came and kind of ruined it all and then it would go back to just being her and be interesting and then monsters would come again and make it uninteresting uh, so with all that being said I'm gonna say no to this going on the shelf I, I just there's more negatives or more significant negatives than there are positives. I th- yeah. I think it's a movie people should watch, but it's not one that I would be like, hey, this is definitely a good movie that you should watch. Yeah, um, it's it's really like a 50-50 for me. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm in the same boat. Like, I mean, yeah. I have to make a decision. That's the only reason I am making a decision. But otherwise, I'm like, yeah, it's 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 a good movie. It's got enough positives. Like, for sure, it, it does. I feel like I do need that second watch to get some more out of it. Yeah, but hopefully you enjoy your second watch more than yeah. I did because I was just but, annoyed uh, by it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I want to put it on. I don't know if I should put it on. But, well, I mean, it doesn't matter at this point, but probably not, sadly. Yeah, yeah. So Starfish does not make it onto the shelf. Uh, we can put it in purgatory, though. We don't have to put it yeah. in the trash can. Uh, it's on the KFR purgatory. Hanks shoots it up. No, we don't need to put it there. No, we don't. No, we do not. So with that being said, let's get into plugs. Uh, my plug for this week, I want to preface this by saying I hated frozen Mm -hmm. and I did not see frozen too. So don't, don't take this suggestion as me advocating for frozen two or frozen because I don't like the first one. I don't know if the second one's good, but I doubt it. But with that being said, <laughs> there is a uh, uh, Web's Most Searched Questions series on Wired, and the plug I have for this week is uh, Frozen 2 cast answer the Web's Most Searched Questions. It has uh, Jonathan Groff and Josh Gad, and they have a little bromance going on throughout the entire thing and it is adorable. And also Josh Gad just shits on everyone's English the whole time. Um, so it's, it's really funny. I, I highly suggest it. So that is frozen Two cast answers. The web's most searched questions on wired on YouTube. One, two, three. Hi, Hi we're Jonathan, Jonathan Groff. Groff. <laughs> and, and you're watching the and wired, you're watching the wired autocomplete, autocomplete interview. interview. Great job. I don't know that we could have landed that better. I feel like I've never looked better. Let's shoot this bad boy. So, number one, uh, who Jonathan Groff? How would you answer this question? Who Jonathan Groff? Me, Jonathan Groff. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, who does Jonathan Groff look like? Oh. People type that in? Yeah. It's clearly the number two most Googled question about you. (laughs) Okay. I think you look... Like a real piece of <laughs> Got it. I love Josh Gad. He's he's always oh, yeah. hilarious. He's, he's he's one of my favorites. So that and Jonathan be... Groff's great too. Like yeah. Mindhunter. If yeah. you, I know you haven't really watched Mindhunter yet, but you I've should. watched all of them. What do you mean? Oh oh, sorry. I, I must love that show. Someone else. <laughs> I, I mistook I mistook you for someone you better, else. You better back up, son. I did back up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that should be fun. Um, yeah. Let's see. My plug, however is going to be something that I didn't even watch yet. So, hey, I forgive. 
uh, myself. Not you don't have to forgive me. I, I forgive myself. <laughs> um, but right now it is killing it on Netflix right now. And if it's anything like uh, that last movie was, um, God damn it, Extraction. Chris Hemsworth is mm-hmm. that what it was? Yeah. If it's anything like that, then by golly, I'm all aboard. Old Guard, the Old Guard with Charlize Theron. Um, just came out on Netflix. Uh, I want to I plug that without even watching it. If it's bad, you know what? <laughs> plug my mouth. Who are you? You can call me Andy. I lead a group of soldiers. Fighters like you. With an extremely rare skill set. What do you mean? Let's just say we're very hard to kill. Yeah. Get it good over there. Go watch it, you silly willies. Yeah. That's yeah. uh I, I'm kind of trying to avoid that one just because I hear that it sets up a franchise and I'm tired oh, of franchises. So. Oh wait, no, I did just see an article that she already like posted something about the second details already, uh, like the seconds. Which I didn't want to know that. So oh, I'm sorry. Anyway. You want to change your plug? <laughs> no. Okay, so that is The Old Guard on Netflix and Frozen 2 Cast Answer, the web's most searched questions on Wired on YouTube. <sighs> Those are our plugs for this week. Glenn, that brings us to our assignment, which it is your turn mm-hmm. to teach the class what we're going to discuss next week. <laughs> I'm glad you said that, actually. Congratulations. Because um, <laughs> we are going to learn a little, a little bit of something. Something I want to pick a documentary this week, right? Oh. Um, and I have three lined up for you. Okay. And it's, it's very difficult for me to pick because, you know, <laughs> I'm... It, I, just, I, I can't pick anything in my life. I need help all the time. <laughs> um, so here we are. I, I want to learn something. After watching that Marilyn Monroe thing, I was like, I need to learn a little bit more. She's overrated in my mind. I want to kind of like learn more about her life on why she's so fucking overrated to me. Um, damn. <laughs> God damn it. I need to know. Um, so we have Marilyn Monroe declassified uh goes into fbi and cia or cia documents about her probable suicide and they suspect that she was most likely murdered Um, so we got that i didn't mean that my my ooh to sound so joyous it's terrible if she was murdered but we're learning things it's interesting uh the first one was on amazon um they have a little link there going to imdb tv so i don't choose wisely i'm pretty Um, sure they're partners but yeah Uh, and then we're going to switch over to Hulu for uh, We Are Columbine. We Are Columbine. And that's I assume that's the, about uh, Columbine. That's about Columbine. So okay. I there's something else that I wanted to learn about, but never really have my whole life. So we can jump over to that. It's about the, uh, it was a shooting, right? A shooting in the Columbine High School in Colorado. Are you? Are you asking me? I or was asking me? myself, and then I answered myself. Okay, I was, I was going to say... So we got people Amazon. our age that like made us lose hope in the world. So. Yeah. so we got Amazon, Hulu, and then we'll switch over to Netflix for a documentary about Quincy Jones and his private life and stories of his unparalleled career. Okay. Um, you want me to pick? I uh, just kind of want your hand in it as well. Okay. Uh, if I'm honest, one way or another, I'm learning something this week. Maybe all three. So, the one that 
I almost said tickles my fancy, but it does not tickle my fancy. The one I am interested in most is We Are Columbine. Okay. Um, just because that event and seeing the uh, I was I remember being in the third grade and they turned on the news after or when it happened. Yeah. And the first image we saw was just this bloodied kid hanging out of a broken window. Jeez. Oh, and that scarred the shit out of me obviously mm-hmm. not nearly as bad as anyone that went to columbine was probably yeah. scarred from this um but so that's where my head's at that that one seems more interesting to me just because it is such a uh prevalent event in my worldview yeah um you know kind of having the world shattered that early on in my life at the age of i think i was eight when it happened yeah i think i was 99 i was i was six yeah so that's where I'm leaning, but if you want to watch another, hey, maybe, no, listen, maybe happier one. Way one another, like I said, I'm learning something this week. Um, okay. I'd rather it be something you want to be on board with as well. So we are Columbine, final answer. We are Columbine, final answer. Having a friend present it in an honest, genuine way is the only way that I would agree to do something like this. Good evening, thank you for joining us. This is being called one of the worst school shootings in our nation. We learned to live together because we were all under the same microscope. You were forced to grow up far too quickly and you were denied a normal high school life. The last time I left this classroom was the day of the shooting. It was much more than I had ever anticipated in terms of how it was gonna affect me. They think if you're at ground zero of the event that you're more screwed up. It didn't matter where people were necessarily what they saw. When you're in high school, you just want to fit in. And this is something that really made you stand out. Feeling safe, I think it had a new definition after the shooting. Just kind of doing the best you can every day. When did it get back to normal? And I said it never did. We had to redefine what normal is. I don't like talking about it like this. Talking about it more personally is difficult. We can't do this on our own. But if we do it together, we can get through this. So We Are Columbine, what is, where is that again? That is going to be on Hulu. On Hulu. We Are Columbine on Hulu is our assignment for next week. I apologize in advance for how probably depressing this will be. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? We're going to learn things and hopefully be better people for it. Mm-hmm. And as always, you can. I feel so bad plugging our stuff after talking about Columbine. So you, if you're hey, listening, listen, you know I where did we're this going. To us. <laughs> yeah, you did this to us. So our website is KeystoneFilmReview.com. On Instagram, Keystone underscore Film underscore Review. On Twitter, Keystone underscore Film. On Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR, and I am Glenn KFR. Oh yeah, also Facebook Keystone Film Review, and that will do it for this week until next week when we talk about We Are Columbine. Mm -hmm. Goodbye, everybody. See you.